Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. My name is Ashwin Basavraj, Section Chief of Pulmonary, Critical Care, and Sleep Medicine at Bellevue Hospital Center in New York City, and Associate Director of our Bronchiectasis and NTM program at NYU Langone Health. Today, we're gonna be talking about a patient caregiver testimonial, a day in the life of the bronchiectasis patient. With me today is Mrs. K. Mrs. K, thank you so much for joining me today. Nice seeing you. Thank you. Mrs. K is a caregiver of her husband who was diagnosed with bronchiectasis. Oftentimes, we talk to the patient themselves to understand what it's like to live with bronchiectasis. But this is unique because we don't get a chance to talk about the, the caregiver's perspective. So Mrs. K, you're going to add a lot of valuable information today. Um, and we're hoping to really touch on both uh, the, the patient's life and the caregiver's life and what it's really like um, in these patients with bronchiectasis. So Mrs. K, we can talk about at first, what were the diagnosis that your husband uh, was given, it, uh, was given uh, from a pulmonary standpoint? His diagnosis was uh, delayed mainly because, uh, first of all, he was a heavy smoker. And then uh, he goes to the primary physician several years. Like since he was uh, 20s, he goes regularly. And he gets coughs and bronchitis every winter. He gets treated by erythromycin, sometimes fibromycin. He gets antibiotics and he feels better. But progressively, I was feeling that he was having wheezing. And uh, I said to him, you look like you're developing emphysema or something. But nobody paid attention. and. Uh, they ignored my comment, and uh, he continued on smoking heavily. He thought that it doesn't hurt anybody. That was uh, my problem. And then he had uh, spinal surgery. First time was uh, uneventful, but his pain came back. When he went back to the orthopedic surgeon, he said that he has a degenerative osteoarthritis on his spine. Eventually, he cannot walk. Very disappointment in his life. And he determined he's going to do something about it. So he went for, uh, he researched actually. And then he found the doctor at the hospital for special surgery. And they explained to me he needed two steps of a spinal surgery. One is putting the about seven or eight inches rod in his spine and that stabilized spine. And then after six months, he will have a second surgery. They will try to correct his uh, scoliosis also at that time. And he should be able to walk then. So they try to make him to walk and work at the same time as long as possible. That was his goal. And his uh, coughing and wheezing and uh, appeared to be no problem until last surgery, which is third surgery. By then, he stopped smoking. 
but he was uh, starting to having coping and expectorating lamps. And I told him over and over he should see specialist, but he has very uh, attachment with his uh, primary physician. He didn't want to be abandoning or disregarding his recommendation, which he never recommend to see any lung specialist. After a couple of years, finally, he agreed because um, when I saw his spitting out, expectorating into the like a toilet bowl, like a thick, yellowish, greenish phlegm, I saw it. And I said to my daughter, I reported her, him. And then she called his primary physician directly and he ordered the CAT scan of a chest by then. Meanwhile, he went through a lot of like antibiotic and he got a little better, but he still persistently coughing, coughing, coughing. And sometimes he walks like 10 steps. And he stops. I thought at first I thought that he was in pain because of spinal surgery, but he was actually catching the breath. He finally went to after Kesk and he went to a pulmonologist Summit Health, and the the cats can show that he has emphysema with bronchiectasis. So it sounds like um, he was diagnosed earlier with emphysema and COPD, which had chronic symptoms. And later on, he was diagnosed with bronchiectasis. So that diagnosis of bronchiectasis may have been contributing to a lot of the symptoms that we he was having. And this is something that we commonly see in patients with bronchiectasis. We see a delay in diagnosis, a potential misdiagnosis, although uh, in your husband's case, he was diagnosed with emphysema, but oftentimes Patients may be misdiagnosed with asthma, COPD, when in fact, they have underlying bronchiectasis contributing to their symptoms. So it's important to identify the bronchiectasis early so they can be managed appropriately. You also mentioned spinal issues and scoliosis. This is something that we oftentimes see in patients with bronchiectasis uh, and non-tuberculous mycobacteria and infection associated with bronchiectasis. Um, they can have different uh, body uh, morphotypes that may be associated with bronchiectasis. So what you're describing is, is very commonly seen in patients with bronchiectasis. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME Incorporated, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.